Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plus 63 HP podcast. And in this episode, we're going to deep dive into a couple of really, really good movies, um, a uh, graphic novel that is suggested by our friends. But before that, I'd like to introduce my co-hosts and my bestest best friends, starting with the man with the pink headset, Chubax. Hello, I'm Chubax. You can call me Chubax, Big Daddy, or just Daddy. Or Chubax. <laughs> or Chubax, uh, yeah. It's part of the choices. Uh, and uh, also one of our other best, bestest, bestest, bestest friends, RJ. Hey, guys. Good to be here. Um, another week of our deep dive. Yeah. A bit of housekeeping before we get into our topics. Uh, you can watch all of our episodes. This one where we deep dive uh, movies, video games, TV shows, and graphic novels. Uh, that comes out every Tuesdays. We have our D&D podcast that comes out over on, on Wednesdays. And we react to cool new shows and trailers every Thursday. Just search Plus63HP in YouTube, that search bar up top. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, all of that fun stuff. We're also on Twitter at Plus63HP. And you can listen to us over your favorite podcasting applications all over the world. We prefer Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but uh, whatever else, just search Plus63HP. Housekeeping done. This is our second run through a deep dive where we actually had assignments to watch and read and enjoy and regurgitate back our reviews for you guys' viewing and listening pleasure uh, this week. Uh, oh, but before that, we're going to do a quick, quick updates. I know we do our updates uh, in our um, reacts episode, but you know, it's, it's been a week. Uh, quick updates from your handsome house. Trebox, any updates from the Chuidian household? Oh, it's just Halloween today. Uh, the grandparents are here with the cousins and nice. having fun. Tired. Nope. I drank soju. <laughs> I drank so one bottle of soju <laughs> with the uh, Yakult in the lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> I was out like a light for the nap time. That's yeah. it. So, sure the strain. Uh, Jay, any updates from the Villanueva household? Well, we're just um, cleaning up after some renovations done. So we did a couple of rooms in the house, starting to look more homey than before. So. Awesome. Uh, it was my birthday week. I was not, I, I thoroughly enjoyed, we'll, we'll uh, get into it in uh, our reviews and uh, reaction or in our reacts episode, but uh, it was fun. I was able to have dinner with some friends, introduce my office mates with some of my other friends. Um, but we also had our office first time get together after the pandemic. So it's the first time I've seen each other in over 18 months. So that was fun. But uh, work got into the actual enjoyment of the week. There was so much work that I was just so tired to enjoy all the fun stuff. But hopefully next week will be a little bit better. Um, awesome. Updates done. This week Go. we have three. Very, very amazing topics. All uh, forms of media that we uh, thoroughly, thoroughly recommend people uh, enjoying themselves. So we're going to start with Chubox's um, suggestion. Uh, um, and the shortest one among the three, we're going to start with Berserk, uh, the graphic novel. 
um, by Keanu Reeves of Keanu Reeves or about <laughs> Keanu Reeves um, because uh, apparently he's an immortal. Um, let's start with uh, general reactions. Chubax, this was your suggestion. Um, what is it about Berserk that you want um, anybody, everybody else to know about? Oh, it's just, just uh, I think it's one of the bigger new comic books coming out this year. Like it was a big hit for what it was. Uh, Keanu Reeves is involved and they use his face in it. <laughs> and yeah, that, that's about it for, the, for what is it is. The, is this the first time like a, a, a celebrity made, used his likeness or his or her likeness for a particular comic book? Yeah, I, I keep, I'm trying to think, but I don't, I don't remember. I, yeah, I, I don't. I, I think it probably happened sometime, but nothing that popped, pops mm-hmm. up to mind. Nothing this big, nothing this yeah. popular. This is, yeah, this is the most popular, definitely the most popular one that it's not only written by, but also essentially represented by. <laughs> Uh, you know the 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 writer and celebrity um, RJ. What do you think about uh, Berserk? It's extremely bloody. So if you if you enjoy gore, uh, jaw ripping, face slashing, eyeball popping action, I think Berserkers that uh, literary piece for you. But. I still feel like the first five seasons, um, I'm still getting the bearing of... of Chapters, uh, right? Oh, sorry. Issues, first five issues, um, issues. issues, rather. First five issues, um, it, it's still building the story, and I'm excited mm-hmm. to know more. Hopefully, they release the rest soon. Yeah, it's a, it's a good read. It's a light read. Like I, I was mm-hmm. telling RJ in the pre-show that uh, this is the shortest assignment among all of these, and this is the one that I wasn't able to finish. Um, but uh, for the most part, yeah, I mean, I got my copy, my my paperback uh, volume one, because it was uh, part of Chewbacca's birthday gift. So I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, the art is good, right? It is one of those, you know, uh, again, not to steal how RJ described it, but it's reminiscent of kind of like a dark knight dark miller slightly mm. um you know not too realistic but also not too cartoony a little chunky a little bit gory so that's cool the story in itself is it's weird because nowadays you know, we we're i enjoy stories that are a lot more straightforward <laughs> so this is like a dude that can't die it's pretty straightforward uh, trying, to be, yeah, trying to figure out why he can't die trying to gain mortality so um and but the the small twist and we've seen this in a few times like but the small twist is he's working with the government to do so like for centuries so that was kind of that was a fun thing uh, i mean like oh you know you know you're 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 with a a big a big entity rather than against what so that was very refreshing but also it's fucking Keanu Reeves, anything that Keanu Reeves does or touches, I would watch. So, and <laughs> yeah, for for think, me, it, it was yeah. pre- I, I I really liked it because especially the first page itself, where they took it from Reeves, uh, Keanu Reeves' life, yeah. it's just like, it's, memes, yeah, like yeah, actual memes. memes. Yeah, it's so awesome, and yeah, it's, that's my only complaint. It's just it's too short. It's just four four or five issues, and mm-hmm. we're still just touching the story. But uh, it has shades of uh, Wolverine, you know, like. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, healing through through uh, damage, and then just the, uh, trying to remember one specific part so that he 
you can gain gain mortality. I, I like the small distinctions, like you said, like he's working with the government forever. And he doesn't care mm-hmm. about you make your own clones. Uh, f- fuck mm-hmm. me, I don't care. Man. But I just want to find a way to die. I don't want to die now. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to find the option to. I want to find a way to die. Yeah. I like the yeah. the lightning sex was good. <laughs> was surprising. <laughs> It was the, the, literally uh, god yeah uh, yeah you, you got uh you um, got, got the uh, god, the uh, god essentially the uh the the uh tribe leader and the tribe leader's wife and the wife wanted a a a uh so the 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 premise a bit of a spoiler um yeah. uh, but you know Keanu Reeves can't die um, does he have? I, I don't even know if he has a name. He doesn't have a name, right? Yes. Well, he's called something. He's called Un. Yeah, un yeah, un, yeah. But that was un, like a tool and a weapon, right? Yeah, that was, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like Keanu Reeves' character can't die. Um, it's uh, it's one of those. It's present day flash. You know, flashing back to <laughs> his origins. Bless you. Um, uh, and the origin was uh, when you know eight thousand years ago, this group of this this tribe was being ransacked by neighboring uh, tribes all the time. So they asked for a weapon or some help from the gods. And what the gods did was essentially bang the tribal tribes, <laughs> tribal uh, uh, you know tr- tribal heads, wife. Uh, and then uh, the baby that popped out uh, is Keanu Reeves, which has uh, super healing factor, can't die, mm-hmm. but also has this uh, trance where he goes berserk, hence the name berserk, and just kills everything in sight. Um, but yeah, that's it's essentially the, so the tribal head was cuckolded by a lightning that banged the wife. So that's pretty cool. So another um, thing to note, since we mentioned the spoiler alert, is that. It only took him two moons to actually be born. Mm-hmm. So, from a medical perspective, I'm no doctor, but imagine how much change in two days for hit for or his months, mom. two months, or two months, uh, two months. Was it two months? Yeah. Okay, two yeah. months. Yeah, but still, that's still a drastic yeah, adaptation yeah. to your body to to suddenly grow a belly, have a child, and. In two months' time, you're, it's out, and it, and I think he grew in like a couple of years. Yeah, so he basically a couple of seasons. So he basically became an adult uh, in a blink of an eye, and er, ever since as a kid, he was used for violence all throughout. Yeah, it's so, uh, again, it's a uh, it's a unique take in terms of they're not harping too much on the government aspect of it. Chabax has mentioned like hmm. Keanu Reeves. Are, Excuse me, Keanu Reeves doesn't care. Make clones, uh, grow my, grow my organs, uh, whatever that you need. Just give me my mortality. Which, it's a refreshing take because for the most part, people would be very, very afraid to be. Or most of the of the TV shows and movies that we've seen that deals with something supernatural or extra natural, like a healing factor like this, is always they're so scared to be experimented on. And this is one of the first things, you know, one of the first times that I saw like. On a more practical sense, you would you would want experts to give you answers. So that's nice. I was actually when I read this, like, oh, huh. I thought maybe the past five, six years is like got tired in 2021, 2022, and then 
went to the government, but no, he's been his he had he's been having therapy for thousands of years. Mm. He's being experimented with thousands thousand. of years. Um, you know, uh, it's he has some quips about how how far things have gone from like hundreds of years ago, where before they'll need to like chop off his entire face or something to to like uh uh gain uh, diagnostic on what had happened now you know it's real time <laughs> so like <laughs> he has like uh, uh 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 electrodes and nodes checking his pulse and body chemistry uh almost real time so that's super cool um anything else about Berserk? i just oh, for me i just can't wait for the next we'll just revisit it when it comes out again I actually thought it was Go. more like healing factor. I felt was more like Deadpool than Logan. Because yeah. yeah. at, at one part, he was totally decimated, pulled apart, crushed. Even his teeth were all pulled out. So what was left was a mass, like a puddle of flesh. And then suddenly from this like egg, flesh he, egg. There was a cocoon. Like It became a cocoon. Yeah, and then he bursts back. out and and he's back, you know, skinless, but skinless, like, and, and red as and the scene. I, I love that shot where he's like, <laughs> when he realized he couldn't die, that he laughed and then he cried. He's like, yeah. So fucked up. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, it's. He, uh, at that point, that's why he, he died, was because he just gave up on life. Yeah. But he can't even die. Even there, he yeah. can't even die. That sucks so much. That's true. I mean that's that's the you know the the themes about these types of comics or these types of stories is it's always you know it's one side where you have too little time and there's another side where you have too much time and what you do with it and then you know the this one is uh yeah I mean being a weapon if you can't die it could be a very very strong weapon uh last bit of of trivia with berserk berserker is um. Uh, uh, I, my friend actually is in an, an editor, an editor for one of the bigger uh, sci-fi and uh, uh, sci-fi and fantasy publishers here in New York. And he pitched. Uh, so a big thing was uh, the manuscript for Berserker. It goes around like, well, you know, before this was made, there is going to be like, you want to get funded for art and distribution, mm. yada, yada, yada. So a lot of people really wanted to um uh, you know, make blow this up to a bigger franchise. So, point is like, even with a little, even with the very, very few comics that we have with Berserker, uh, even media experts know that this can be a, a big franchise. So, we could definitely expect like this will have novels offshoots because that was kind of his deal. Like, he was pitching, he pitched to Keanu Reeves, like, you know, what he would want it to be as a novel series like is it going to be a two three four five book series and who's going to write it with him yada 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 so um if you can extrapolate from that you know if if uh big publishers are trying to make this into books we could safely assume that this will be uh an either netflix series or it movie has already secu- netflix has secured the rights there you go. to berserker there you go yeah. reeves will yeah. produce uh, an- and star in the screen adaptation, which will start with the story getting the feature treatment followed by an anime spin of series. I'm all in. So that so see as this is the 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 difference in 
in in in media now is like you really can't do just one thing. You you do one like you know, even our fucking tiny little ass channel. We have a YouTube channel and we have podcasts and we tweet because we can't just like do one. So this is actually good because the ones that aren't into graphic novels or comics can enjoy a Netflix show uh, and hopefully um, multiple anime spinoffs like what you mentioned. So very excited. Berserk, Keanu Reeves. Are we done? Shall we move to our next topic? Let's go. Yes, we shall. So before we dive into our uh, main deep dive topic, uh, we wanted to put in something that everybody has been watching in some way, shape, or form the past couple of months. Uh, uh, And it is beloved by many multi-Emmy award-winning show, Ted Lasso. And in this next bit, we're going to concentrate a little bit on season two. We've discussed season one in past episodes. Check those out if you have not listened to that yet. But Ted Lasso is essentially one of, definitely one of my most favorite things. I don't even, not just a show, it's like things in general that I've ever encountered in my entire life. So, um, and against all odds, as, as good as season one was, I thought that season two was uh, a lot better than season one, but it took a while for me to get there. I thought it was experimenting too much, but once I watched it a few more times and watched the, the, the entire season earnest, I figured like, ha, this is a lot more deep and complex, but also mm. packaged in a very simple way than the other ones. But uh, before I get into that, uh, let's go with you, RJ. What... Uh, you know, what do you think about, what did you think about Ted Lasso season two and possibly like favorite moments, least favorite moments? Well, I think before I move into season two, I'll do a quick run through of season one where in, (laughs) I think season one was more of the story buildup on Ted Lasso. So there were a lot of stories about him per se. Mm -hmm. It's more Mm -hmm. about him as a coach, his capabilities, how people like him, how people hate him. Now on season two, it's more about the team, which I actually mm-hmm. enjoyed. So there are a lot of focus given to each individual player, um, even from even from uh, from from even with the coaching staff as well. So I think season two was more well rounded, in my opinion. My favorite episode, you can call me cheesy. Um, I'll have to run it into two. Number one was the Christmas. Episode. Ah, I thought Carol it was very. Yeah, I thought it was very. Mm-hmm. Carol of the Bells was very heartwarming. It was a good Christmas um, episode, and it's something worth watching this coming Christmas. Mm-hmm. And the second one that I enjoyed was uh, Beard After Hours. I focused <laughs> now on Coach Beard. I really Jong, love that. Jong hates that. <laughs> I loved it because there was so much shit that happened to him from <laughs> yeah. start till end. You know. Uh, ending up in those horrible um, flashy pants in the end. It's, <laughs> it's just like how making one wrong decision basically messes up everything else, but then it kind of leads you back to where you're supposed to be in the first place. That's, that's what I liked about that. It was just, you don't get so much, much airtime for Coach Beard. And mm-hmm. I think this was really well-deserved for him. How about you, um, Chubax? What did you like about? Um, oh, well, for me, season? I 
Yeah, I agree with Zong that I love I love season two more. But from what because mm. from my analysis is it's just more like no matter how good your writing staff is, for the first season, everybody has to start out as a caricature of a character, you know, like a stereotype. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no way out of that. Because it's your first first episode, first few episodes. So you have to start from there. And then that's when you grow mm-hmm. and make everybody complete. So when season two comes True. Now everybody's you know more more time more more of of a real person than just a character, and I like that also in season two, there was no more that typical Rebecca was uh, you know was being the mm-hmm. the kind of villain to Ted, so they were all together oh that's true, and they're just you know fighting life. I still hate Rupert <laughs> he's still an ass, but aside from that, my favorite episodes would be same with the Christmas episode. But my other favorite one is uh, Rainbow. I just love that. I'm a rom-com. I love rom-coms. Mm. So everything about Rainbow was, was perfect for me from, the, from Roy's speech in the, in the park. Yeah. Uh, so mm. forget about your fucking feelings. <laughs> and fuck, and have fuck some fucking fun. Too many fucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ted going with the... Um, you complete our team. I'm just a coach standing in front of another coach. <laughs> yes, asking you. Asking you. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna watch that episode again. And the and the oh. ending was great with Roy, you know, uh, leaving the leaving the pitch like we don't fucking know anything. You know, we just we just judge them. That's right. And I lo- I love the small the small lines where he gets up and then I think that's a famous announcer, right? In in, yeah. in England, um, yes. most of them are like, a, and he's uh, like are either former players and uh, actual he's announcers. Like, like the the main guys are like Roy. It's like I have to go, and he just gives a nod, and then he goes, and he wastes so much money, and then the watch just to get to Nelson Road, and like, and then, yeah, it's fun. Um, I'm for the the beard episode. I'm still torn. I kind of. Like a lot of a lot of a lot of the scenes in it, I lo- I like, but the overall arc where he still ends up with Jane was like, yeah, um, nothing, nothing, and nothing changed for him. He just went, he just went in a true. circle. But I like I like the fact that he had fun with the three guys. I love yeah. the fact yes. that he sent them to the field. Like, where is he sending us? And like, oh, is this? Is, it's, the it's like a cave. I know, like, <laughs> Coach Beard sent us like, fuck. I, I just, look, Beard is just awesome. You know, he knows so much. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's, he's essentially like uh, Ted's other side of the coin because Ted can't mm-hmm. be, Ted can't be Ted without Beard, Beard being Beard. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, they're, they're foils to each other. One speaks too much, one speaks too little. Right, it's great. No, it's yeah, just the the knowledge too, because you know, mm-hmm. um, he has the heart. You know, Ted has the heart. Mm-hmm. And he has the wisdom, but Beard has the knowledge. So one without the other, it's not gonna work. Like if you just if you're just uh, all heart, but you can't, you don't know shit. Nobody's gonna listen to you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the other one is the same. If you have all the knowledge, but you don't know have the heart, then you're also you know not a good guy. So. Yeah, I love it. I, um, I wasn't a fan of the Sa- Sam and Rebecca at first, but it grew on. Oh, me. interesting. Yeah. No, it just it was just weird. Like I didn't know if I saw chemistry there, but I there was. So, uh, I liked it. 
And I also love the funeral episode. For some, it was just, yep. it was just so complete oh. to like. <laughs> like they were uh, just laughing their hearts out. And, and, the, 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 and the, the priest, priest kept like, coming in. And the like, priest kept coming in. It's like, laughing at a funeral. They nailed exactly. the heart to heart talk so much. You know, the scene where Rebecca was being honest to his mom or to her mom mm-hmm. about, you know, I hate, I hate that. And I hate the, I hate you too. Oh, I love the line right? there. Yeah, and all when the other the characters mom let, like let the yeah, dad do stuff, treat her, right? treat her like that. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. Uh, no, I think I, one of the memorable lines I liked from that uh, particular discussion was that I'll take your hate over your, your indifference, indifference any day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that kind of hit me hard. I was like, yeah. and if you think about it, it's, kinda, it's true because. You can easily, because yeah. hate usually comes from love. So you can switch it, you know, with some work. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a way to switch yeah. hate. If it's mm-hmm. indifferent, it's going to be harder to get somebody to fall back in love with you if it's indifferent, you know? Hate, mm-hmm. you can still find a way. They hate because they care. They have something yeah. that they cared about that lost. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's not so, so much good scenes, especially with the theme like Isaac with the haircut. I'm going to spend oh my god. Oh, I'm just gonna oh my god. I'm saving one, one. For one per year. My, my marriage. <laughs> so like, and then uh, the the funeral again with the it's a funeral boys. So uh, we have to wear, wear shirts. Shoes. Black shirts. Black. Yeah. We gotta shoes. wear leather shoes and no trainers. <laughs> what? What about what if it's a what if it's a very tasteful easy? What color? <laughs> and 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 Bright then he had to think about it. <laughs> no. What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> this is just so much fun. And then, oh, uh, and then what's the name Danny of the, Rojas just uh, the, dying with the yeah, with Danny the shoes, shoes never can't, can't, worn has never shoes. worn. <laughs> also, an illusion on how women wear stilettos and guys wearing hard shoes. So it's, it's a, a nice touch to uh, different themes. See, so that's the thing with with this show is. It's it's so simple, but it still subverts your expectations in every episode, in almost every scene. Like um the one of my main issues, you know, coming from season one is that uh in season one, like you guys mentioned, there's a central focus. There's like a main, main good guy, there's a main, main bad guy. Mm-hmm. But what they'd want to do is make sure that, you know, you still love the bad guy and you still provide flaws with the good guy just to show that everybody is kind of equal. Cause that's what Ted Lasso is. Like we just care and love for everybody because everybody's going through something. And even um, Jason Sudeikis and the, and the, the writing staff has mentioned that the, their, their formula is simple. You're going to, they're going to introduce people. You're not going to like them, but at the end of the episode or the season, you're going to love them for every single character that you provide. And that's a great microcosm for life. Like if you just are curious and not judgmental, which is from season one, um, you will you will find something or you'll be you will learn something from someone that will kind of enrich you or understand where they're coming from. There's so many threads in in season two, and I'll try to run down a few things. There, so there's um uh there's the continuation of how awesome. Uh, Roy can't in Keely how Keely's relationship has been like it's subverting of expectation how this um, hard ass dude 
that says fuck every other word is actually the most compassionate and loving person. It's, you know, vocabulary doesn't show your care. Uh, there's Keely too, who has been developing as her own person, as her it's own businesswoman, right? Yeah. You know, she might be, she might sound ditzy. She might sound dumb, but she actually, you know, not only, you know, provided, you know, nobody speaks about that uh, a lot in, in the episodes, but one of the main episodes uh, in last season was when um, Sam, the, the, the star player from Nigeria, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he protested against their main sponsor, the Dubai Air, because, of, because Dubai Air is owned by a CEO that what caused an oil spill in, uh, in their area, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody, for, nobody um, kind of gave, gives um, Keely props that, you know, banter that dating app <laughs> um, was their main sponsor for the rest of the year. And it was just there. So <laughs> that was her doing. I was, I was waiting you know, for some, a mention about it, but there was nothing. Yeah, because the idea is like, again... Um, a lot of awesome things that we all do go unnoticed, you know, much like Keely and then, you know, her growth as well as a person, uh, her developing friendship with Rebecca, the, the owner of the team um, is great. And we've discussed this a couple of episodes back where um, most shows, most video, most movies, um, they always want to pit the women against each other. And here, not only are the women killing it, actually, doing way better than any of the men in that, you know, way better than Ted, <laughs> way better than every single man in the series. Rebecca is, you know, rocking the team. She's such a man. Right? She is, she has developed a, a great cast of employees, her best friend, and he, uh, he, she employed her best friend that is also killing it. And she's and the mentor. She's mad fit. God. She's mad fit. Mad she's fit. gorgeous. God, she... She's banging a lot of people. Look, the first part of the season, and she also found like an act, a true connection through the 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 dating app banter because banter is just talk, right? And I mm. found she fucking crushed the entire season. Yeah, her dad died, but she never really loved her dad, right? So, uh, so it's like. If you can look at it, like the two women are the ones that had the least drama because they're just growing. And the dudes are the ones that had have drama, right? You know, Ted's anxiety, which, you know, another through line. Uh, uh, Roy's also somewhat like, uh, you know, she says that, you know, the re- adjusting to the fact that she he has feelings. <laughs> you know? So he didn't want to, but now he has feelings and he's, he's feeling the good things and the bad things about having feelings. Even Jamie Tart maturing and growing up owning up for yeah, his mistakes yeah. still making mistakes like still I, saying i, I love I you know. to keely no go. it's okay All right um but you know apologized and owned up to it um which uh roy was very upset about because he wanted to punch uh uh, uh jamie tart but uh he apologized properly and of course like you know i'll end with you know the the most controversial surprisingly controversial different unique but also simple arc of nate nate the the season one's fucking kit manager water boy ball boy equipment manager getting to be an assistant coach getting to write the schemes that will make them win and eventually get them to back from relegation getting promoted back to the big leagues that nate Kissing Keely, 
that Nate wearing suits. Going that behind Nate, the, um, snitching. Um, um, leaking. Snitching. Um, uh, yeah, being the the yeah being the rat or being the snitch to uh, blow the horn on Ted's disappearance in one of the games due to his uh, 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 panic attack, and eventually, you know, spoiler alert if you've not seen it, uh, but eventually becoming next season's big bad, um, you know, joining forces with Rebecca's ex ex husband. Was uh, he the head to... coach? He is, huh? Is he the head coach? He is the head. He coach seems of... to be the head coach. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of whatever right. team. So, what team was that? It's, it's, a, it's a ex, uh, yeah, Rupert's new team. I forget the team. But yeah. the idea there is like um, um, the, the two seemingly smaller cast members, Nate and Keeley, are the ones that kind of were on the same path. They, were, they had both amazing mentors. They had both mm. amazing success. They both That's have true. amazing growth. Um, one had both the confidence in themselves and support to continue on developing and growing in a positive way. One did not have the same support and confidence of themselves and made them resent the fact that he kind of had the uh, support, but he just, it's a whole big discussion. He, again, he was, he was not, he was, the thing is like he interpreted it. He, he interpreted it as no support, little support, yes, the, the, or throwing under the bus, basic. aside from confidence that you can make this work, right? But sometimes I, 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 I'm sorry, but I don't see where Ted lacked support. Is it because he got um, he got uh, Roy Kemp? No, it's not as, that as he didn't. Now, as as John said, it's not that he didn't he didn't lack support. It's more that Nate saw it like that. That's how it. Yeah, yeah, out. I know. That's that's what I was trying to figure yeah. out from no, his perspective. Um, from from Nate, it's it's like you're heartbroken to see it happen, but it's they've had the seeds of it since season one, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's like um mm. uh like uh don't want um don't want to be personal and bring something up dumb, but it's like you when you were before when you overcompensated after during college, yeah, of course, did your. Mm. <laughs> fun, having fun fun, fun yeah. years yeah so mm-hmm. you know it's so that was neat he was like he was down he was bullied and everything so he did, he was wounded he was scarred he was so when damaged he got that chance yeah he was damaged, damaged. goods so when he got that mm-hmm. chance he didn't heal properly because every uh-huh. even through season one he always had that snark that you know mm-hmm. that, that uh that bite immediately even though it's not undeserved so when he got that you know, That's more true. power, more strength. It's false yeah. confidence. He keeps spitting on himself because he doesn't like what he's turning to, but he feels mm-hmm. that he needs to become that to get what he needs. To gain yeah. respect, to get yeah. what he wants. Because yeah. he's yeah. tired of always being walked Can you walked imagine? Like, yeah. It's only his second year with Ted. And mm-hmm. he's already feeling that, he already thinks that Ted's stealing he's better. the spotlight from him. But what did that do for him from from a kid, mm-hmm. kid man to if it weren't you know, if it to, weren't yeah it's for so Ted, far, he'd I still mean, be fucking it was that fast fixing Gatorade. That fast yeah. a change and he's already turning yeah. on him and he's just he's just damaged and he doesn't I guess I can't greedy for him. power. Right? It no, can just, be greed for power. It he was can damaged, be selfishness. And then he yeah. has a chance, so he's overcompensating, trying to get what everything that he can because he mm. he was deprived of it before 
Konami's going the, everything he can do to get it. And the only way yeah, he knows the, how is how he's he's doing it. And every yeah. support and anything it's he's thinking of it as an attack. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the that's the difference because like, you know, in Keely's point, like ev- all the challenges that goes her way is her opportunity to shine and to the fact that the idea is like she was um, you know, more she was scared too. Like, I mean, oh, it, yeah. it's the entire season, like she was scared now that hey, I'm there's this main arc of her her interview with the magazine, and that's what she was the most scared of. It wasn't about the feature, it wasn't about that, because this time they're gonna see the real me. And there's there's no it's no makeup, it's not her looks, it's not her anything, it's about her and her biz, her, her PR business. And she was scared, but for her, she was there. And she was happy to have Roy by her side, right? She was happy to have Rebecca as a mentor or somebody to ask. While on on uh, Nate's end, uh, pretty much the same. Like he was an assistant coach when when Ted asks for things that needs to be done for offense, right? We're gonna follow what Nate wants. Uh, but instead of Nate looking at it as all right, Ted trusts me so trusts me so much that uh, I can run this. It's like oh. You're giving me this because if we lose, so I will be me. the I will be the scapegoat, and that's just somebody that has not a lot of confidence, or or has well has confidence now, but never had enough experience about of confidence because it's not it's that's not the type of confidence that you would want in the team to retaliate. <laughs> you know, I mean, why would you use your confidence to retaliate against the people that is trying to help you? Mm-hmm. Use your confidence to like, hey, fuck it. If I make a mistake, I got it. But he never had that. He was a fucking boy. He was a, a water boy. Bully. Um, and boy. He, he was again. He was he was thrust into this its spotlight. Sometimes it you know pressure makes diamonds. Sometimes you know pressure makes you fart. And you know that's the that's what happened with with Nate. And that's what happened. And that's the great thing about the show too is it subverts your expectation because we we've we would have expected eight out of ten times it was Keely who's gonna fuck something up throughout the season. He was gonna betray Roy or or fuck up her 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 business or fuck up Rebecca, her mentor, because like we were conditioned that it was the snarky girl, the pretty girl that will do the the bad thing for a TV show. But in this show, it was Nate, little old Nate, the nicest dude in season one. Yeah, it's the one the, that's the... causing so much trouble that is seemingly out of nowhere, but it's not out of nowhere. It's what he is experiencing. And that's that's the beauty of this show because this is just one of the many, many things that kind of subvert your expectations. Like even Sam, the very young player in the team falling in love with the owner of the fucking team. With the Rebecca. owner of the team, that's true. The most part, you wouldn't root for that, but you know, like with your box, what you know, you see them together a little bit. It was like, oh, you're kind of rooting for it, uh, right? Yeah. Um, even the very, very snarky uh, um, um, uh, psychologist, right, Doctor yeah. Sharon. I didn't uh, feel her at first. Too. Hate, I, I was like with Ted. Why, why is she so mean to Ted? But yeah, <laughs> she needed she needed yeah. to poke that poke him with a stick. So you can find she, she was doing her job. She was good at her job. That was her process. And Ted, his process in engaging is not the professional kind. He's like the 
He's the the part. So there's so many. Every character has this subversive thing that it you know might require just a little bit more attention because in the end, on the surface level, it's just fun, good lines, good acting, mm. funny jokes, right? Pretty people, like. But if you really like chew it, chew on it a little bit, understand every single character. I mean, even down to the I I think the symbolism of their Dutch player that can't line super straight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah so there good. is there is Danny Rojas who you know they they dinged a little bit because he's the footballist life super positive kind of guy. Episode killing one, the dog, killing <laughs> fucking the dog. Right. Uh, so you you take see that take that positive dude down a giant notch from football of life to football is death. Look, yeah. that yeah. one eighty turn is just I it. it for us, it's like, yeah, just flip it. Simple. No, it's genius because you you have even the most positive person um, have some issues with the thing that he loves, even if it's not his fault. That's just life. You, you get dealt with a few things like that. And then you have this Dutch guy that's just like in your face about it, very clean and clear and very you see straight. That, you see that with Ted also because you, you think that Ted is a type of guy that would be the last guy who have anxiety issues. Mm-hmm. Or panic mm-hmm. issues, but they layer that very well too. You know, like his dad mm-hmm. killing himself. It's so yeah. very well written. So, yeah. So well, uh, there's. Oh, I know my, we my discussed... take for season oh. three is mm. you'll see what if Beard was a coach without Ted. That's what Nate's gonna be. He's he has the knowledge, but he doesn't have the heart. Ooh. Right? So we'll see how how let's see how Ooh. he makes it because he's not about the people. What Ted said, I don't care about wins or losses mm-hmm. about the people how how would it feel if uh what did that um what did he tell Trent like so I know growing up without somebody believing in you mm-hmm. so I'm so excited to see how how Nate's gonna do and because he, he knowledge wise he's always been ready to be a coach it's just mm-hmm. he doesn't know the heart of it behind mm-hmm. it well again it's going to I, I'm, I'm sure like the first half of the season like the 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 Rupert team will be you know crushing it, uh, and then sure. you know. it's it's gonna be hard though for soccer because it's not like they're gonna meet multiple times in a year. Couple, That's true. A couple of times only at at, at yeah. most. So, yeah. we'll so maybe they'll lose the first, they lose the second. So I'm excited. Jay, last thoughts about so um, Ted Lasso season two. Well, I'm thinking that season three. It's going to be tough because Nate has all their plays. Mm-hmm. So they're either going to come up with That's newer, true. newer uh, creative ones to overcome. And, and I think that's, that's going, to be, a good, going to be a, something to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, that's so. a good plot line. Uh, I know we discussed a lot about Ted Lasso season two, but believe you me, we left a lot on the bone. So if you have never seen Ted Lasso and if you've heard some of the spoilers in our deep dive, yeah. Believe you me, there's still so many other cool things that you will be enjoying in the season. There's the, you know, uh, again the art, the art episode with bye, bye, Beard bye. After Hours. There's mm. there's the the choreography of Bye Bye Bye. You see, you it's alluded to a free kick <laughs> killing a dog. Um, there's so many very fun things about uh, Ted Lasso season two. We're looking forward to Ted Lasso season three and four because they're picked up for three. And for 12 episodes each, 
as soon as we know when they start filming and we can expect the first few episodes, we'll definitely um, putting that in our deep dive and reacts um, note, let's episode as well. The let's other Apple Apple TV Plus. Oh, no hey, sound, Tony. No sound. Hello. Oh, one more time. One more time. So, uh, speaking of Apple TV Plus series. <gasps> uh, oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. Pick up, pick up. This is oh, hey, Tony. Hello. <laughs> hey, great news, man. I just wanted to tell you that Mythic Quest got picked up for two more seasons. That's three and four. Wow, that's wonderful. Congratulations. Yeah, great. What, what is that exactly? <laughs> he narrated for one episode. It's a show on just... Apple TV+. Plus. You were in an episode in season two. In fact, you got nominated for an Emmy. Did I win? Uh, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> we didn't get into this business to win a bunch of Emmys, did we? Go on. Rob, yeah, it's uh, Rob is my. Plus, I've already have uh, two Emmys. I can't remember when I got those a long time ago. Anyway, and uh, two Oscars, yeah, double whammy Oscar, uh, like the two new seasons of Mr. Quest. Mythic Quest. Mr. Quest. Mystic. Yeah. <laughs> Not a big deal. Anyway, um, Tony, just wondering if maybe you I might want to. I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I'm getting another call from someone. I don't know who it is. Thank you, Ron, oh, very much. Oh, but just Ron. to clarify, my name is not Ron. Right. My name is Rob. Hey, Jason. Oh, what's second, T-Hops? Hey, big congratulations on the big win. Oh, boy. You're going to give me a big T-hops. head, Tony. When are you going to let me come on the show? Because I could be Keely's new boyfriend. Oh, I'd love that. We definitely want to have you audition. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was one of the best bits that I've ever seen, dude. That's super fun. Really... <laughs> Mystic Quest. Oh, God. Uh, Mister, I missed... <laughs> um, yeah, we are... Uh, okay. Uh, our, our last bit. The main topic of discussion for this week <sighs> is... Golly, if you if you again, I put this on my 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 uh, Facebook timeline. But if I could marry a movie, I would marry this one. Uh, we're talking about the Dune twenty twenty one film directed by Denis Villeneuve of Arrivals, Sicario fame. Uh, stars uh, uh, Timothée Chalamet. Uh, he actually Timothy. said it's Timothy, but uh, Timothy, Timothy. No, he said it's Chalamet. supposed to be Timothy, but it's okay. He no. doesn't care. Yeah, his dad yeah. is he's French. French. That's so why it's Timothy. Timothy. But he's, you know, he's in America. So it's like, no, it's like when he was introduced with the variety kind of uh, video that I saw, it was just like, it's Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, not Zendaya, Zendaya. So it's Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson from Mission Impossible, Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oscar Isaac, of course, who can uh, forget about Poe uh, in uh, Star Wars, the new trilogy, but also um, uh, Inside Lewin Davis and many, many others. Deus Ex Machina. He's just a wonderful actor. We got Josh Brolin, Thanos himself, uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård is the dad of the Skarsgård. He's the one in Thor, right? Yes. Um, I'm not sure if he's the dad, but he's... He, he's I think the he's a dad. 
Yeah. I don't know. We always, um, I always thought that Robbie Amel was Ethan's brother, but they're cousins. Yeah, they're cousins. So you have Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Batista, uh, Zendaya, a, a, a whole lot more. Uh, Jason Momoa, Javier Bardem. So this is a murderous row. Murderous row of actors and actresses. Uh, before I run through some of uh, the plot and stats. Um, did we want to share this movie or share our initial thoughts? Oh, no, let's look at this clip. Timothy? Let's mm-hmm. run this and clip first. Because your dad's French, are you really Timothée? It's supposed to be Timothée. Je présente Timothée Chalamet. My name is Timothy Chalamet. Timothy. 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 Okay. Chalamet. It's supposed to be Timothée. Uh, Timothée Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chal- Chal- Chalamet. Timothée Chalamet. Timothy. Mm-hmm. It's pronounced... Timothy. It's whatever you'd like. (laughs) (laughs) Same, bro. Same. Same. Uh, uh, Initial thoughts, like uh, quick one minute thoughts, knee jerk reaction right after you watch Dune before we run through the actual stats uh, and deep dive of what we've absorbed from this magical movie. Let's go with Jay. For a two-hour-plus movie, I felt it was short. <sighs> Rarely would I enjoy it. I mean, anything that goes beyond the two-hour mark better be epic, or it's going to just waste time. But here, the two-hour-plus was still not enough because it leaves you wanting more. So, mm. uh, I don't know. When is, when is Dune 2 coming out? 2023. 20- 20- 2023, October 2023. Probably 24 if uh, they get delayed, which I'm not yeah. going to be betting against. Take take, take, take all the all time. The time that you want. Take my daughter is pissed, though. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love it. My God, this movie. It's so epic. Um, I love the subtleties. I love the scenes. So we'll, we'll get into everything, but I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Same with me. Uh, um. I, I said I'd marry the movie maybe 30 minutes into the movie. Uh, it's just beautiful. Acting, visuals, sound, Hans Zimmer, come on. Um, and we'll get into the translation of the book to the movie, but you know that's one of those things that was a barrier for me, or my worries. I was, gonna, I was always going to watch this. I was always going to love it because anything that Denis de Villeneuve does i really like visually so mm-hmm. even if the story falters or if it's not for me i get a lot of satisfaction watching his movies and copying his style um but this one everything fell into place so a bit of stats before we we dive into the actual movie it was released very early uh september 3rd 2021 was was when the movie was released internationally starting with venice so that's kind of the one of those things where when it came out and the reviews started coming in, I started getting nervous because the initial reviews were, you know, this might be hard for non-fans. Um, mm-hmm. It's there's, there's weird a lot because of yeah, uh, there's a lot of houses. But the main thing that kind of blew my mind in the initial reviews that I saw was uh, people or the reviewers were afraid that the viewers might think this is a watered-down Game of Thrones because it has the warring houses. It had the watered down kind of like Wheel of Time because it of the of the set pieces of different um, 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 uh, races fighting. There's the one. There's the Messiah. The whatever. And then people forget like 
It's not a watered down. These Game of Thrones copied from Dune. <laughs> it's a watered original. down Star Wars. It's the original, right? This is the original Star Wars. This is the original Game of Thrones. But that's why I was very scared because I didn't want. I was thinking about that too, like how will it translate? But luckily, it was done very masterfully. Uh, so uh, Denis Villeneuve worked with his uh, longtime partner, Greg Fraser, in terms of cinematography. Uh, and as mentioned, music by Hans Zimmer. A lot of like, bomb. It's a little tenant-ish, but it works here. So I really like it. Um, official release date was October 22nd, both on HBO Max and in the theaters. I saw it. Uh, I, I really regret not watching it on IMAX, but I watch it at home. Oh. Uh, box, where do you watch it? At home? At home. TV, Apple Max TV, too? HBO Max, mm-hmm. on the TV. Uh, RJ, how did you watch yours? At home, HBO Max. There you go. Um, the runtime of the movie is 156 minutes. So this is two, two, two and a half hours, a little bit more. Something. Okay. Mm. Right. So again, like what RJ has mentioned, typically if you're going to, past the two hour mark it's it it needs to be an epic and this was it um the budget of 165 million dollars which is i'm very surprised with i thought it not a lot Uh, but if you really look at it this is just very very um uh tastefully done set pieces like it's the desert it's some uh island with with water and mountains and you know, all the things were very simplistically done. And that's why I really think that this was, um, um, you know, well-managed, a very efficient, because it does look. That's yeah. a practical effect. Which... And I hope it's making a comeback. Rec- <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as of this recording, we are at $236.1 million in box office returns, which is great. It's uh, the typical um, ratio is, um, your but your box office to be considered good or break even is three times your budget. So we're closing to twice the budget. So uh, hopefully, maybe in another couple of weeks, they'll triple that and it'll be good. And, and you have to uh, factor in the HBO Max too. Exactly. Yeah, so it's so. not it's not totally like again. It's also the pandemic, so there might be some adjustments there. So but the idea is this is Dune twenty twenty one. As long as they green, they gave the go ahead for the two, which we did get. So I'm happy. Hmm. Very very so, happy. Um, uh, plot wise, I'm gonna try to put the plot in very very simplistic terms, and this is no spoilers yet, so we can. Uh, provide people with uh, even more reason to try to watch this. And if you can watch this safely in the theater, do so. But if not, just like enjoy it at home, turn the lights off, hide your phone for two and a half hours. You won't miss it anyway. So simple plot is there is a country or there's a planet called Arrakis. Arrakis produces this product called Spice. Uh, In this universe, and there's uh, plenty of books around here that I do not know of, but the idea in this universe, Spice is the most important product in the entire universe because it it is the key for navigators to do inter inter or faster than light or interstellar travel. Uh, So the Spice is kind of um, what they take. They can become computers, calculate certain things so they can travel intergalactically so that's why it's very very important for um you know for this particular universe for this uh uh ingredient uh spice is being harvested by a 
pl- uh, a family called the Harkonnens. Because when I tried to read the book, I always said Harkonnen. Oh. So I was really wrong. So um, the Harkonnen family, let's just keep it at that, has been mining the spice from Arrakis for a very, very long time. What happened there is because they've been mining spice for a very, very long time, they have garnered a lot of wealth, a lot of power, enough power to rival the emperor. Um, so what the emperor did was assign uh, another strong family that is also trying to rival the power of the emperor, uh, the Atreides family, in a planet called Kaladin to take over mining spice in Arrakis, right? And the idea there was that turnover will not be pretty. Both houses, Harkonnen and Artreides, uh, will be having a lot of uh, conflict about turning this over. Harkonnen wouldn't want to leave. Atreides would really, really want to succeed in mining spice so they can gain power themselves. Um, so that was kind of like the main crux of this issue. Uh, the other wrinkle here is the a planet Arrakis is already inhabited by cool people called the Fremen. And the Fremen had uh, evolved so that they could live in this very, very dangerous, desolate desert planet with giant worms eating everything that walks on the surface. So it's a very dangerous planet. So that's the other factor in this um, in this kind of like conflict between the Emperor Harkonnens and Atreides. So that's the main crux. I'm going to stop there because anything beyond that is a little bit of a spoiler territory. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll start our discussion there. Trevax, you've known of this IP more than any of us because you've mm-hmm. probably touched on the books a little bit no, more I than we have. Actually, I didn't actually read it. But okay, go ahead. Um, no, but yeah, again, no. Like, tell us um, your take. And yeah. um, uh, when you do touch... Uh, Onto some spoiler territory. Let's make sure that we warn the viewers and listeners. The 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 reason I know this IP is because Sci-Fi came out with a short, mm-hmm. limited series. So that's mm-hmm. most of what I know. So I read some of the wikis and stuff about the books, but the miniseries is where my knowledge most is from. So uh, I liked it, but um, the problem is going forward. Like the future books aren't as popular as mm-hmm. this one. Yep. It doesn't hold up as much as the first one, but this one is really good. And uh, the oh well, we're not going, we're not, we're going, to, we're not going to, we're going to go plot wise right later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for this one, it's just yeah, that's basically it. The uh, the Harkonnens versus the Emperor versus the Atreides, but then you sprinkle in the Fremens there, the Bene Gesserit. Mm-hmm. Bene Gesserit, yeah. Yeah, so I say, I think about the Bene Gesserit as like uh, the Jedi Order, you know, like their own, their mm-hmm. own, their their own entity, with their, their own, own agenda. Yeah. And well, this is not well. Like, is this spoiler? Well, it can be spoiler, but one of the um, main crux also with Paul, aside from the warring houses, is the mm-hmm. Bene Gesserit have their chosen one prophecy. They're trying mm-hmm. to breed him, and yeah. then. The Fremen have their own prophecy about Muad'Dib or the uh, what was that? Lisan uh, Al Gaib. Lisan Al Gaib. They're they're gonna call it Muad'Dib. So mm. they have that prophecy, and then we're gonna see how it plays together. And it's just so cool how they did it. I saw um, 
you should watch it. There's a video like uh, it's fifteen to twenty minute video of uh, I think what it was Variety who talked uh, to Denise Villeneuve about um, how he made the Tom Jabbar scene. It's so good. Uh, how he talks about mm. that scene, how he did the lighting, the casting. It's one of the first scenes he made for the movie, and he said that after shooting some of uh, after shooting or in the middle of shooting that scene. It's the first time he like exhaled some uh, a breath of relief because he felt he finally he he was rewarded that I have the right cast with the uh, Paul mm-hmm. with the with the with Rebecca when they mm-hmm. did that scene so it's it's amazing and the funny thing is that uh, uh, Timothy is really scared of Charlotte Rambling <laughs> the 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 mother the the Benedict no, the, the grandmother yeah. <laughs> So she, like in real life, she's really he's really intimidated by her. So that was like, oh okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was just in the movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because oh, I think um, well, one of the tidbits there is like I I read in the wiki that they were trying to breed the the terms are so uh, what the what are they saying the term for him the quas uh, listen al game no the uh, the other one. Because from my understanding there is they're trying to breed a person that has all the knowledge of the past and can see the future, I think. Something like that. The problem is they were breeding only female, right? So the female only has the XX chromosome. So all all the knowledge that they have is from the X chromosome only. So that's why they're trying to make a a, a male one because male. the male has the X and the Y. So it can he, mm-hmm. his knowledge will go more complete. Mm-hmm. So, so something okay. like that. So I think the sci-fi yeah. series was like six episodes, if I'm not mistaken, and then there was the sequel. They also did Children of Doom, starring uh, McAvoy. Mm. As as uh, the, the um, Leto the second. Mm. Oh, son, nice! Son, I, son, see, son, I son of Paul. Yeah, I've 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 never uh, again. Once we go through a little bit more data de- details in the story, there's there's the thing where I am very very cautious that, um, well, like what you mentioned, the more. The, the more things coming out from one IP, the, the more diluted things become. Like, you know, Dune is great. The first book is great. Maybe there's a couple of more books that are amazingly written, but there's so many weird stuff also that I've, yeah. you know, in researching today's episodes, it's like, wait, they they bred with the worm? How do you breed it, with it the fucking crazy. worm? <laughs> so it gets crazy. Uh, but, DNA? <laughs> but the idea of... of of Denis Villeneuve just you know him saying like I've always wanted three movies for either the first book or the first book plus a few things makes sense so it's very very contained and then you know coming back to the reason why I did not read the books because I tried to like the first maybe 100 120 pages um, but I just couldn't grasp how the houses work and you know, you know, there's of, details of about 
A lot of terms. Uh, yeah, a lot of terms, a lot of people, because like what you mentioned, like in House Atreides, uh, um, Leto was the main leader, the one that the, the Duke that will be taking over uh, um, Arrakis. Um, Jessica, Paul's mom, uh, we uh, always assumed that he was a wife, but no, no just a concubine, concubine. Right? And there's and she is a Bene Gesserit, these witches that have powers and shit. And he's the been Jedi teaching order. Paul about these things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's also being trained by cool people like Duncan Idaho and Gurney Halleck. So it's like, there's so many things that you, you want to um, you, you do this. And then there's also like uh, touches of the reason why. Uh, uh, and I didn't, I didn't know this. I didn't notice this until I read up after I watched it the second time. There's no computers in the film. There's, AI there's has been nothing. outlawed, I think. Yeah. So because uh, in one of the books there was a, a jihad against you know advanced robotics that ended up making that you know ev- that's why spice is even more important because the, it's the tool that makes certain susceptible people like mentats to become doctors. Doctors like Doctor Yue, they're they're um they're one of uh, one of the main uh, military leaders there. Like. To fear Hawat, like you know, he went. There was a little, little, very little subtle sign when there was like, uh, how did they cost them? You know, how did they cost? How much did it, did it cost for these people to come to our planet and then announce this turnover? It's like his eyes rolled up, started some calculations, and that's it. So it was that was cool. Yeah. I'm glad that Denis has that taste in knowing what to cut. Because in the first two minutes of the, in the intro sequence, I understood Dune in two minutes rather than the 120 pages that I've read like mm-hmm. eight years ago, seven years ago. Because like Arrakis, Spice, Harkonnen, Atreides, Duke Leto. Duke Leto's son is Paul. Paul uh, is a son of, of Jessica that might be like, you know, the upcoming Messiah, yada, yada, yada. So that was, a, that was when I breathe breath, breathe a sigh of relief was when, okay, Denis is picking and choosing the best bits that make sense for a good movie. He's not stretching it into 10 movies. He's not stretching it into five movies. I just want three movies that make sense because you can't put Dune in one movie. It's too much. It's so too much. I, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that he's not stretching it out. But uh, let's move to you, Jay. Like Initial thoughts, things that you want to start with in terms of us discussing the plot of Dune. I like how clean the movie is. It's very, every shot was well thought of. Um, mm-hmm. It really puts emphasis on the emotions of the, of the characters. And I like how they built it. Like he was still learning how to use the voice mm-hmm. and, and how seemingly weak and he's really not the one that they were looking for. And yet later on, somewhat he proved them wrong. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I'm trying to, to, to get at. And we don't know um, yet. Or, or we don't know yet. That's true. That's true. And it's very interesting how they do their hand gestures. Oh, that's perfect. Like two seconds. We're going to do that and, for and, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We got we to gotta come up with signs ourselves. I mean, it's just pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So, 
star-studded cast. It's just mm-hmm. how how can you complain? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so working. So now you know we we we've put out the base of what Dune is. Uh, it's a it's a very it's one of those movies that you're it's an experience to watch. So um, go watch it. If you if you want to watch it with with no additional spoilers, you can skip towards the end. But from this point on, we're going to analyze a little bit more the actual themes of the movie and what makes it so beautiful and what makes it so complex. So again, spoiler alert. From now on, we're just going to talk about either bits and pieces of the movie that will uh, tell of the ending, but also the little bits and pieces that we know of the books from wikis and from listening to other podcasts. So the the complexity that happens here or the reason why I think Dune 2021 is such a masterful movie because it has the best elements of Game of Thrones, which are the warring houses, um, um, elegantly done. So there is both the top level war of actual arms, but there's also the subversive war of politics. And even within the families inside oh, it, the, the politics within the families themselves, there's also some light and dark portions of it that is very, very um, kind of very entertaining. Even like just look at how interesting House Atreides was built. Like it's perfectly cast that you know, uh, or Oscar Isaac is perfectly cast as Duke Leto Atreides because he is this benevolent leader that is stern but loving. Um, he has that line where you know when when Paul was starting to feel the pressure of him being the leader, right? Not only does he have the mom mom's powers of the witches from the Bene Gesserit. But you know the lineage of being the son of of Duke Leto, like even even with all of that pressure, even if if you know if I was the king, I I need to have my son ready. You know he was able to say, or he did say one of my most favorite lines in the movie, like you know you're not called to be, yeah nobody uh, uh, wants to be a leader. You are called and you answer the call. And if you don't want that call, if you don't want to answer that call, you're still everything that I want you to be, which is my son. So that is how you raise a proper person. And that's what, you know, the thing about the books from what I've read, and this is secondhand knowledge too, is like um, the thing about the books in terms of Paul is like, it's somewhat confusing how Paul is this like the one, the matrix, the Neo of everything, right? Because you know, it might not have been fleshed out. How can he be worthy of such power or such control? But in this movie, you see him have a great relationship with his dad. Not perfect, but it's great. Have a great relationship with the mom. Great loving, but also stern relationship with the mom. You have this wonderful relationship with Duncan Idaho, which I don't understand. Are they uncles or it's just because like he's son of the Duke. That's why he has more access like a to this amazing trainer. But again, that's the kind of like a big brother. I, I'm again, I didn't, I don't know if they have lineage, but in my head, oh, I'm the son of the the president. Of course, I have the coolest guards, yeah. like the best guards. Oh, so yeah. you have Duncan Idaho, this big brother type that doesn't care that he is the Duke's son, but he's they're just you know again big brothers. But you also have Gurney Halleck, like this stern, loving protector that he has uh, with Paul, even to fear Hawat that that 
semi-general person um, has a great relationship with him. So it you, you everybody is showing that uh, Paul is not a douche. Like he's not this spoiled brat, son of a duke uh, and a witch that he spoon fed everything. Like he is his own person. He has his own relationships. And even whether he is the, the duke's son or just some random person, he was able to build these very, very tight, genuine relationships with multiple people so that you can really see like all right you've got what it takes like you know you're not a douche i'm gonna follow you wherever you are so that was fine um thoughts on uh the atreides family things that you guys picked up might be things that i've missed in terms of uh you know why this uh this family was chosen to be the the next barons of of Arrakis replacing uh, the Harkonnens. Well, for me, I just the way I like the the director did it was that he made it complex yet simple. So you were able mm-hmm. to see all the houses, but he didn't spend too much time in each house. Mm-hmm. You don't even see the emperor; you just see his soldiers. No, hundred percent. No, so you just fo- that's how. I think for a TV show, then yeah, you can show spend time with the other houses. But for a movie, you have to be tight. So the mm-hmm. you know they explain that there's these houses fighting, but let's focus on this and how it affects these people. That trade. Yes, exactly. So yeah, so Harkonnen was getting too powerful because they were too rich, and Atreides was getting too powerful because they were well liked, and there were mm-hmm. people were following them. So the emperor, I just I guess my only critique was not not of the movie but like the story wise was how Leto got himself in a loose loose situation yeah you know I guess he couldn't he had his plans I mean Mm -hmm. yeah I guess but it just wasn't it wasn't in time the desert power wasn't in he he knew where what was happening he just didn't have enough time I guess that's uh, that's the that's the that was a super great call like you know speaking of the house of treaties is that you know You've you've become the superpower because of your connections and your patience and your genuine or, or authenticity. But you know, you you know you're gonna get got. You you know yeah. that you're you're gonna come into. I I actually thought that he he would be a little bit more prepared than what he would have done. Yes, that's my only critique. To like, there was no way that 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 invasion was too fast for one person mm-hmm. to be able to. To shut down everything well, without, you know. We'll, we'll we'll get to that, and that's the other. I think if I had one complaint, that was just one. But uh, so uh, let's yeah. go through different houses. Like Jay, by the way, like um, House of Treaties, House Harkonnen. Um, you know things that you've Love uh, it. noticed uh, um, uh, 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 or thought of when we are introduced with these. Two dichotomous families. One again, like what you mentioned, one liked one more of love and light, and the other one is the dark side, gluttony, power, um, and and you know it, I know it's kind of like tropey, but um, you know it is kind of like you sh- you show people you show audience the ways that you can become a superpower is just either of these two <laughs> like. Use use people's use hearts or use or intimidate them. That's true. That's true. Um, House of Trades. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm wondering if there are other sons of of the Baron of, because mm-hmm. it seems like he's the son from a concubine, right? Mm-hmm. Paul. Yeah. And he was saying, that, yeah. yeah, Paul, right? So, mm-hmm. um, he was saying like the uh, the dad said to his mom, like, I wish I should, I, sh- I wish I married you. It was you that I, I should have married you mm-hmm. instead. So I'm wondering if he also has other. No, I think they they were in love. Um, it's just political yeah. that they couldn't get married. They couldn't get married because mm-hmm. Ben and Jesuits, I don't think can get married. They just breed again for, for yeah, actual. Oh, yeah, that's they right. They breed. They, <laughs> they do not. Breed. They don't. They do not uh, procreate. They breed. Uh, so that was a, a good bit. Something that I wish that they touched upon a little bit. It was a little too quick when that's they true. when um when Jessica mentioned that you know you know the Ben and Jesuits have been uh, a breeding for thousands of years to produce that uh-huh. one person. Uh, I think the last time, well, the thing is, I'm not really familiar with the lore or the families. Mm-hmm. The last Dune I watched was the, was, when was that? The 80s or 90s? 84, I think. Movie? 84, I <laughs> when think was, was that? The full, 84. 84, I think. Yeah. So, so for your reference, the, this was the sci-fi that was the, series. Okay. That's the this is Harkonnen. I'm not putting the sound, just so you can see how different the versions of the knee. So that's Baron Harkonnen. The fat guy. He's okay. sitting on something that makes him float. Yeah, because he's so fat. Yeah. No. So that's that's Harkonnen. <laughs> and this is the main character that's not... That wasn't in the in the movie yet. He's coming in part two. Is the... The... Paid, I forgot his name. But he was played by Sting in the original one. Mm-hmm. Yes. That guy. Sting. So he's Correct. like the... He's like the Paul of the Harkonnens. He's like the badass... Mm. Uh, so we can. I, everybody's waiting to to see who's, who's gonna be cast as. As that. So everything that's is true. just so gaudy. Harry Styles. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, but okay. We're we're judging it right now. It's gaudy, sure. But back then. No, I mean, like, I enjoyed oh. the show. The the, the limit. The series yeah. was good. The uh the the this movie is or in the books is. Uh, the the success of it and the reason why so many other spin-offs or so many other IPs kind of took bits and pieces of this movie because it has pretty much everything. So again, mm. you have warring houses, you have politics, you have politics for uh, through arms and you have politics through through strategic um, uh, partnership. So uh, Har- the Harkonnens having harvested spice for so long accrued so much um uh uh resources that they can just like pretty much buy pretty much anything that they want while their trade is being like they are very confident in making partnerships or making alliances with uh you know different uh different groups of people and in this in this particular case uh duke leto's main gambit was to uh, use the Fremen, the people that are in Arrakis, as allies, right? People. So, like, we just want to take enough spice for the empire, and then we'll, 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 um, you know, we'll leave you be. But you need to help us fight against certain, you know, oppressors that are trying to get uh, Arrakis back. So that's the other thing. So that politics and that overlining thread or overlining overline of through line of uh, of imperialism is is there. Look at these colonizers coming into a country 
uh, raping its resources and, you know, not even helping out the people at all. Um, so that's one method. Like, of course, the Fremen is, uh, you know, symbolizing the, uh, the indigenous people of every other colonized country that we've run in through. So that is a good thought, a good uh, uh, emotional tie in terms of why this is such an engaging story to start. It's complicated. It's messy. Um, it's kind of, in the end, it's also kind of stupid because these are these two giant houses with militaries and generals and witches and, uh, and you know, all of that. Um, being puppeted by an emperor is not even shown in this particular movie. So that's another kind of thing. It's like there's another level of power that we are we have yet to um, uh, we have yet to uh, um, experience. Plus, there's um, the 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 Arrakis itself, the planet itself, and the giant worms that make it so dangerous. So it's kind of one of those stories where. You know, high risk, high reward. Uh, you know, if it were easy to get, and then everybody would have been rich. But these giant uh, sandworms uh, that are eating everything that is on on the surface is, you know, both the protector of the spice, but also the generator of said spice. So that was kind of cool too. Uh, and the last through layer, and I think the next, the few things that we need to just, uh, spend a little bit time about is the the religion aspect. Like uh, religion being used as a tool to um, co-op people. So the Bene Gesserit, like what Shabaks has mentioned, is waiting for their the one, uh, their uh, Quizat Hadarak. Um, uh, and then they've been breeding to be able to provide that one. Um, uh, you know, I think it's more of the the seeing the future power is going to be an amazing tool. And we see that bits and pieces throughout the movie, which is, um, I'll save as not a spoiler because it's super cool how this movie subverts your expectations in the fact that it, you think there are future things, like you think you think there are visions, and they are, but we're so used to seeing visions that never change. Like when you see the future, you're going to experience the future. This one, the visions are of the future, but interpreted properly, you can change the future to your advantage. So that was something that I was very, very um, surprised about the movie. But, you know, the Bene Gesserit kept on saying that, all right, we've laid the foundation. We've spread the rumors of, of the Messiah um, in, in, uh, in Arrakis. It's, uh, they call it the uh, Lisan Al-Gayib, the mother and son Messiah from the uh, stars that will liberate them from this pain and stuff like that so that's the 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 third level of of tool for for uh influence and for power over people is is religion or you can switch religion through uh superstition through magic to mysticism so so we're, we're uh, you have spoilers, all of right? that mm -hmm. spoiler, spoiler time so, 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 so just for that some from having seen the reading some stuff and seeing the limited series, Paul will try to use the Fremen. Fremen, yeah. By um, trying to be, well, more like pretending to be Moadib. He's like, mm. you want, he's going to be trying to be, make himself more, um, they're the one so they can, he can use them. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. in, the, in the end, it kind of, they used each other. Because after mm -hmm. that, it's going to usher like 
oh, um, he's gonna unleash the holy war. Like the friends yeah. are just gonna start killing all over the galaxy, and he's it because he was it, it he was the one that enabled it. So it's mm-hmm. like that's with the religion, like using it. They were he he ended up ended up getting used as well. Yeah, and that's where I mean the movie ends with well, of course we'll spoil it. Uh, we'll swing by uh, the one major horrible horrible thing in the movie is like what you mentioned. One person was able to turn off all the shields of the most important port in the what entire the universe. Shield, the radio, so the communication, the communication. Everything. Yeah. One person. One person. So I I mean I wish they I wish they workshop that a little bit more. Right? You know, workshop that Probably a little bit. But in, in the end, um uh the uh the Harkonnens was able, were able to uh retake the um the Arrakis, so they were able to decimate um House Atreides, and it was the Emperor too who kind of helped out Harkonnen. Alluding to uh, the Harkonnens and the Emperor making a deal. So maybe the Harkonnens telling the Emperor, yo, we're not going to come after your shit. You're still the Emperor. Just make sure that nobody comes after us. We'll be happy to be number two or something. The, a deal was been, has been done. So instead of a, a three-way fight, two people uh, like the Emperor and the, the uh, um, Harkonnen essentially eliminated the next viable a superpower that can uh, attack them. Even in the beginning, when um, when Atreides was tasked by the emperor to take over the spice, they already knew, oh man, mm. this is going to really put us in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. But mm. instead, and, and they knew it was, it was signing to their death. But if they rejected right there, it means they're going against the emperor and yeah. they're not strong enough yet to go against them. Uh-huh. If they sign there, they knew that they will also be attacked with by other houses because everyone wants that trade. I think the problem not was, to mention, yeah, like we said a while ago, Lito was Lito knew what was happening. He, yeah, I think he just underestimated how fast that, uh-huh. how fast or if it, the deal between the emperor and the Har- Harkonnens took him by surprise or how fast True. it happened. Because he I wanted think, to. I think he was. Pining on the mm. three-way tie, the three-way tie. Mm. Yeah, but that's what he was like. Okay, um, I, while these three are in a stalemate, if I can get the Fremen, I'm gonna come out on top. But the two aligned yeah, too right. fast, took him yeah. over. I don't think he ever thought that the Emperor would take a side. Yeah, that's true. Mm. So that's. Uh, oh, I can't wait for you to see the ending. It's gonna yeah. be so amazing. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, the it's Emperor a yet. Yeah, I'm. I see. That's the thing too. It's like. The I'm excited about the emperor. I'm excited about um, you know because again, when if people who saw the trailer expecting a lot of Zendaya, they're gonna be terribly disappointed. Yeah. Um, um, well, maybe I'm, not in not in the first movie. Yeah, and exactly. But the thing is, like, they Denis Villeneuve made Dune one, not having Dune two and Dune three, uh, greenlit. Yeah. So what if this if this did not go well then it would have been just like literally half a movie 
It was mm. long, but it's a half a movie. It's still not complete. So, uh, the, the, yeah, you cannot understate the the beauty of the acting and all of the, mm. you know, how they've treated um, the different uh, locations of Iraq as Atreides and, you know, the ships inside the ships, how they, uh, you know, character design was super cool. And even just like the, the What did they call the ships? The Thopkers? Ornithopter. Orny. Yeah. Ornithopter, the ones that are. Um, I think because because grasshoppers, flies. yeah, dragonflies. Grasshopper, uh, yeah. scientific name is something like that, right? Yeah, it, it's super cool. Uh, and mm. we even forgot to mention. So this was um, set in eleven oh something. So this is essentially our our world ten thousand years from now. So that's uh, that's what um, uh, that's what it's cool. So it's, it's this is not like a far first word. This is just. You know, we've evolved to a place where we have mentats to, we don't need machines to look into people because we have mentats, we have actual magic, uh, which, you know, they kind of explain through proper tone, like mm. proper wavelength. Um, right. And then, you know, personal shields. And I like the fact that they went so far into the future that they actually went back to the past. Like we have personal shields now, so guns don't work go back to the fucking sword, the slow blade, because that's the only way that you can pierce through a personal shield is to slowly walk through it rather than just like aggressive. So Instantly that's, hit it, yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, uh, well, we've, we, again, we also want to leave a bunch of, of, uh, of meat on the bone for the people that are going to watch it. Uh, any other thoughts or final thoughts from Jay or Trebox? I just it was just cool. I love it. Every um uh Isabella was just really disappointed that Jason Momoa shaved his beard. She would not He had layers too, right? She just she was yeah. just so pissed about why why did he shave? <laughs> and of course, yeah, so that was one of the major takeaways. But yeah, I can't wait for the, the sequel. It's gonna be tight. Um a lot of shit's gonna be happening. So we're probably gonna be more fighting and more action. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jong. In in the visions that Paul had, Jameis was teaching mm -hmm. him shit, right? Yes. Okay. So, so that, that's yeah. that's something that's that I, I had to go to different YouTube channels for. But you know, that's the artful way of their of them using. Because here's what we've been accustomed to when seeing the future, in the movies where we see the future, or in the books that the future is told, it's always been like you're seeing the future, and it's fixed. Mm -hmm. And we've always never been able to change it because that's why it took up a vision. Here, what happened was that uh, um, he, uh, Paul, saw a future, saw a future where he befriended the initial person that was very, very mad at him um, getting to the Freeman Sieges or the Freeman place. Uh, they became best friends and taught him how to get there, taught him the way, taught him how to fight. Um, the actual visions of him dying is actually the vision of of Jameis, the, the one that he fought against. So he kind of, seeing that, he kind of got a cheat code on what to do so that he won't be that, right? That's why the, the, the vision was true, but the future was changed because he saw the vision. Mm -hmm. So Correct. that's what I think, um, you know, I that's just, what... I love that. I love how that scene. I love uh, Javier Bardem's like after uh, um, Paul was just like 
always no, getting into the killing position. Is he playing is with, he him? with him? Mm-hmm. Is no, he playing with him? Never kill, but I, I love Rebecca Ferguson. She, she took me by oh surprise in this one. She was so amazing. Mm. Everything you could see the there, there's tension between him and Paul, and then the fight scenes. The voice was so well used. Uh, I mm. love also the the writing with Zendaya's Chinese like. Chani. Jamie's a good fighter. Like, You'll die. You won't feel much pain. You won't suffer. You won't, <laughs> you, you won't, you won't suffer. Here's a knife. It, you'll die honorably. Just ass- assuming that it's going to go his that way. He, he's going to die. Yeah. Uh, well, we can end with that's a good thought. Let's end with either uh, favorite characters or favorite moments in the movie so that people can have something to look forward to when they watch it. Uh, Jay? Um, favorite character. I would have to say what what I who I connected with a lot is the dad. Um, Lado. I I love how he raised his son. And I was surprised to know that he was actually an illegitimate son. And he loved him that much. That like he's the dad that I wish many people had. Basically. Uh, Chewie was right. He just got caught off guard. Or he just or he just ran out of time. He was just, oh, right. was yeah. not much ran out of do. time. That's true. That's right. For, um, for me, uh, I love Paul. The, the actor, just mm. the the his look with the hair and the, it just drew me the everything. Um, I loved how nice he was, empathetic, smart. He was studying, you know, and studying the Fremen mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all the voice stuff was amazing. The Bene Gesserit was good. I love the still suits. Still I, that suit. always that always made sense to me. Like if you're gonna survive in this place, they had to come up with something that would absorb all kinds of water from your body. Moisture, and you just drink it sweat, again. blood, tears. Yeah, and I love all the the slight scenes of, uh, I know who you are. I know your face with Paul with from the Fremens. Like, mm-hmm. how, how did you? Uh, did somebody uh, wear your uh, put this still suit on you? No, I did it myself. It seemed right the right way. Uh, he will come from. Uh, he will come from the stars. That's so it's so good. And mm-hmm. then, like uh, prophecy, no? Yeah, the mom was amazing. All, all the fight scenes, Lanka and Gurney. Uh, the the set design, the the oh, yeah. item. It's so good. My daughter Isabel, she's watching behind the scenes with me from on YouTube. She's not Aww. taken taken in by it. She, it's her favorite favorite thing now. For everything, she she forced her her grandma to watch it with him. Her Lola here <laughs> to watch it with her. <laughs> that, that, that bad. So her iPads, uh, do wallpapers, Dune, and yeah, Lucas is a little, a little too scared from the from the dark stuff. The Harkonnen stuff and stuff. Mm-hmm. But everything mm-hmm. else, I love. I can't wait for the second. Uh, but it's for me, it's like um, getting older, I try to keep my expectations low. So if I get, I, I'm going to get the second movie of this, so I'm happy. I don't care if there's a third or after. Just like with me and Jung saying about Wheel of Time, if they give me maybe two, three seasons of accurate, good, good. Uh, good story, good action, good uh, effects. I'm happy. I don't care if it bur- goes down bur- burning. Uh-huh. You know, as long as I get, I get some. I'm happy because if just, I see Rosamund Pike for two hours, I'm good. Uh, just amen. <laughs> the 
the trailers. I mean, growing up, we never really, I think we never really appreciated trailers as much. But because of mm. YouTube, like, it's an event by itself, you know? Like, dro- the, like the Avengers trailers dropping. You don't appreciate that, but that's like the anticipation of it and watching it. It's also a, a big, big fun, big, big ball of joy. So yeah, um, I highly suggest you guys watch it. Oh man, I, speaking yeah. speaking of trailers, just just to add, <laughs> I, it just came back to me back in the um, back in the days when we would all watch movies physically, whether it was Thank after you. school or it was during the weekend or a Friday night. Um, Trebox would have his Snickers. We would all have our own snacks and drinks. And we would have our our bets. Bets. Which trailers, which, are, which trailers are gonna come out just before the movie comes out? And we just we just count it. Uh, yeah. This is fun. You mentioned trailers, and I'm like, yeah, we've actually appreciated trailers. That is true. Even back then, but in a different manner. Yeah. Sorry, John. Uh, no, no, no. It's like to to close this all off. It's like uh, my favorite person in the movie is Denis Villeneuve because hmm. he was I think like you need a visionary that is you, you need to put everybody in the correct situation so that they will maximize their talent like I'm not a big fan of Timothy Chalamet not a big fan of Zendaya coming out of the movie I fucking love them both like in the movie that their characters were well thought out mm-hmm. every supporting character had you know, every person that spoke in that movie had things to say to move forward, not only the plot, but the characters, build the characters. Like I said, Duncan, uh, Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho, Gurney Halleck as, um, uh, or, or J- Josh Brolin as Gurney Halleck, training Paul in, in actual physical arts and, you know, understanding the military politics. Rebecca Ferguson, like showing how he he she loves both Paul and Leto, like his quivering whenever when 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 Paul was put to the test, his his shivering, yeah he was he was he was she was praying. You can really see like oh fuck you know yeah yes you might have just bred for for the species, but you know that's still your son and you still genuinely love him. And without that love, that son will not be able to grow. Uh, to its to his uh, potential, um, look even just how um, like even Dave Batista just be like angry that you know we let that they you know the the emp- uh, the the Harkonnen Baron uh, was let this happen to them. Um, it wasn't really pushed forward by by the the Harkonnens how militarily or politically savvy they are in this particular movie but hopefully in the next ones because i got a little bit of it like you know when when it's like when dave batista got i was like uncle why did you let this happen it's like chill i'm not doing this for love right so it's like oh you, you got some plan okay cool all right so every single person and this is a very very big cast we haven't even touched um Dr. Kynes, the ecologist. We haven't even touched uh, Stilgar, the, the, the leader of the Fremen, the Fremen chieftain. There's mm. so many characters here that, you know, it's, you know, any other movie would have failed. But this was two and a half hours perfect, visually beautiful, visually engaging, couple of action set pieces that I figured I'm entertained even if I'm just opening my eyes. I'd be even more entertained if I pay attention 
on why they're doing certain aspects. So, and and the best if you have about, not seen, uh, and the best thing about the best talking the uh, the best signifier that Denis is amazing is all the actors wanted to work for him. Exactly, they all wanted, they know that they're going to be there. I've seen a lot of scenes. It's like I just wanted to work with him. You know, aside from this being Dune, I just want I wanted to see what he will he was going to do and. Um, I suggest the two of you watch the the Gomjabar breakdown with him because at mm. the end he said making this movie cause he read this as a fourteen year old boy and he that's mm. it's his love his first love is uh-huh. the book so he said at the end is that making this movie I'm not worried about what the audience the whole world the worldwide audience is gonna think about it I'm not worried about disappointing them I'm worried about that fourteen year old boy. What mm. would he think if if this if he saw this movie? So that yeah. that alone, like, it's so, exciting because I mean, even with a Hans Zimmer, that's what I the one a cool article that I read was like, you know, this is Hans Zimmer. He doesn't do a lot of movies, right? Or you know, he's already in the the biggest biggest blockbusters already. It's gonna be hard to get he, him. He skipped a movie, a big movie for this. Yeah, well, and that's the thing too. Like everybody knew that it he was, was a famous movie. I think it was it Star Wars. No, it's like one of the big, big, big movies. He skipped it because he wanted to do Dune. Yeah, and and it was literally just an email of of Denny. It's like, hey, would you like to do Dune? And he got back, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll do Dune. He's like, and that's the thing too. Dune is a little bit beyond our even our time, like you and me. It's like it's. A generation before us, the ones that actually read this when they were kids. So, um, I was very. It's very. It one. I'm excited that a new generation of people will understand the source materials of all of our favorite, um, um, all of our favorite franchises, like in Star oh, Wars. Tenant. He didn't do Tenant. It's Nolan's. Ah, Christopher Nolan. Um, he's been doing all of Nolan's movies since the Prestige, Nolan's, 2006, yeah. except for the yeah. so the first one is Tenant that he skipped. Yeah, and this or, sounds very Christopher Nolan, like, yeah. well, again, um, we get so, so many fun things to discuss. Don't forget to uh, comment on the video or on or leave a review on our podcast if you want to discuss further. But before we end this particular episode, Trebax, run us through our assignment next week. Oh, uh, so we got three movies, two on Netflix. So we're going to go with The uh, Green Knight. Which has mm. been critically acclaimed, um, a twenty-four movie with um, with a guy from um, uh, Slumdog Millionaire. So um, and then we got Night Teeth from Netflix. It's a vampire movie about uh, two vampires hiring some sort of like a like an Uber. Well, not Uber. It's more like a, li- it's a collateral with vampire, right? Yeah. So it's yeah Tom Cruise yeah. movie with vampire driving them around while they're killing shit. And then we got uh, Zack Snyder's Army of Thieves. Which just came out on Netflix. But that's our homework for next week. And I uh, hope you join us. Green Knight is the um, King Arthur Gawain. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, something, something like that. Like right? that. I, I, I'm Medieval. excited to okay. It's more, yeah, supernatural-ish. But yeah. Yeah, so we shall see. I'm excited to deep that. Deep. I like that. Let's go. Let's do this. Uh, Jay, final thoughts, goodbyes, before we close the episode. Yeah, well, you've seen what we thought about Berserker, Ted Lasso Season 2, and Dune. And if you ask me, I'd recommend all three. 
Um, how about you, Chavax? Would you? Uh, yes, definitely. All three. Watch Dune first because that's uh, experience and then catch up on Ted Lasso. And then if you can find mm. Berserk, it's on Kindle. Uh, if you don't have, if you can find it on your local bookstore. So catch up, watch. Join us. How about you, John? Yep. Again, these are three wonderful, uh, um, very entertaining uh, pieces of, of media that you can spend an afternoon or a week finishing at your own pace. So fill that up um, as an extra. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Plus63HP uh, in YouTube on that search bar. Hit that notification bell so that you'll be notified whenever we drop either this episode, our deep dive episodes, our D&D uh, podcast, or our Reacts episode as well. That comes out Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, respectively. Tweet at us at Plus63HP and listen to us at uh, or on your favorite podcasting app that is available around the globe. Uh, we prefer Spotify and Apple Podcast. With that, uh, thank you very much, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.